Hi, welcome to the Vine Life Church Podcast. We're in Boulder, Colorado, and we're following Jesus by staying rooted in His presence, growing in His family, and living on His mission so that hearts are awakened with His awe-inspiring love. In this time of social distancing, we're not currently gathering in person, but we invite you to stream the video from our weekend services online. And if we can help you in any way, reach out to us at vinelife.com. For now, here's a short sermon from last weekend at Vine Life. Again, thanks for joining us. Good morning, Vine Life. So, wishing to see your faces this morning, um, but sending you some cyber elbow love um, going out. Um, uh, we've been in a series of the fear of the Lord, and we're learning more about it as the Lord is drawing us um, closer into Him. And uh, we're just going to continue to talk about that. Uh, this morning, I'm going to talk about uh, how important the fear of the Lord it is in um, the things that we perceive, in how we hear or see things, um, whether they're with our own natural eyes and our natural ears, or if we're really tuning into how the Father sees. And so, uh, let's start with some prayer. Father, I know. Um, that this is important to your heart, that we would know you, that we'd be in tune with you, that we'd be one with you. And uh, so, Father, I pray for an anointing over us to hear you. Um, Wherever you're working right now in each of us, that um, it would just be clear and uh, your heart would come through. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to start with Isaiah 11, uh, 1 through 5. It says, Then a shoot will spring from the stem of Jesse, and a branch from his roots will bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord, and he will not judge by what his eyes see, nor make a decision what his ears hear. But with righteousness he will judge the poor and decide with fairness for the afflicted of the earth. And he will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked. Also righteousness will be the belt about his loins and faithfulness the belt about his waist. So I wanted just to look at he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what his eyes see nor make a decision by what his ears hear. I know for me, there have been so many times where I have made a conclusion about something by what it appeared, and to only to find out it wasn't that at all, 180 degrees away from that. And I think that is um, common for most of us. Things are rarely actually how they appear, and it is so important that we have the eyes of the Father and um, Jesus is able to do this even though he became a, a man. He was a, a God-man. And he was able to see uh, with the Spirit um, that word delight in the fear of the Lord. It's, it's, a, it's a word ruach. It means the Spirit. It's, it's the root of that word in Hebrew that means Spirit. But it also has this breath connotation that Jesus was breathing in and he was breathing out the fear of the Lord. And so in the Spirit, he's breathing in the Father, 
and he's breathing out the Father and what the Father says and what the Father thinks and what the Father is doing. And so I just want to unpack that a little bit through a scripture in John of how does that hit us here on the earth then um, as we're trying to breathe in and breathe out the Father. So let's look at John 5, 19 through 30. This is kind of a longer passage, but it's really important because there's five things in here I want us just to briefly take a look at. Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he himself does. And he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. For as the Father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the Son gives life to whom he will. For the Father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son, that all should honor the Son just as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent him has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. Most assuredly, I say to you, the hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself and has given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth, those who have done good to the resurrection of life, and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is righteous, because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. Now there is a lot in this passage, but I want to pull out five areas. Uh, the first is Jesus says, He, being the Son of God, can do nothing apart from the Heavenly Father. So like Bob referenced last week, uh, he has this mindset in him, though he is equal to God, he doesn't grasp or hold on to that. He humbles himself and he finds himself in the likeness of man in this humble place. So the word of God, who is God, became flesh and dwelt among us. And as a man, just like me and you, he can do nothing apart from the Father. And then secondly, I want us to look at the Father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son. And wow, this is amazing because the Father has given the Son, who is the Son of Man, who is this God-man, all judgment. And yet Jesus says that he does nothing unless he uh, sees the Father doing it. So there's this mutual, beautiful mutual submission here between the Father and the Son that he invites us into. Thirdly, I want us to look at this, that those who honor Jesus honor the Father because the Father has given all judgment over to Jesus. And so it's so important that we take heed and honor the Son of God and what he has done for us. If we give up our will in this life and we choose to follow him, that's where resurrection power moves and that's where a new and living way is opened up to us. Fourth, this one is wild, but 
Uh, I just want to, I want to bring um, another layer to it. All who are in the graves will come forth. And this is referring to Matthew when Jesus cried out, he's on the cross. I cry out with a loud voice and I, he yielded his spirit. Then behold, the veil of the temple was rent in two and the veil, the flesh was torn and new living way. Hebrews says that the veil represented the flesh of Jesus. And so when that, when he died, that veil was ripped in two, and then it says that the saints at the, that time rose from the dead and walked around and appeared to a bunch of people. And wow, that is like really freaky, but this was a forerunner of what is about to take place as well. It, it now is, and it is to come. So um, it's through the death of our flesh into life that we begin to have access to what the Father is actually seeing and what he's hearing. And then uh, lastly, um, Jesus says, as I hear, I judge. And my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. I'm gonna repeat that again. As I hear, now we're not talking about natural eyes, we're not talking about natural ears. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. You see, when we are moving and giving up our will in the matter, we have an amazing access to be one with the Lord in righteousness and absolute clear judgment of what's happening. If you can imagine, the political environment we're around, and the right and the left having their own agenda, having their own opinions and thoughts, and we're all caught up into it, into our own thinking of this is right, no, this is right. But what if all those agendas were laid down and we sought what the, whole, the Father, the Heavenly Father was thinking, what He was perceiving, and we gave up our opinions and what we think is right, and sought him. This is, this, is, this is the key to moving into how the Father perceives. I just wanted to share um, a time in my own life that rocked my world, changed my life. It was a time um, 17 years into my marriage, and when I uh, married Grant, he was a very zealous Christian two years in, as most of you know. He had a crisis and, and left the Lord. So 17 years later, He's, in a, he's, a, he's following a very different path than the one I'm following. And I had just lost all love uh, for him. I did not want to stay in the marriage. And I asked the Lord, would you, oh, would you release me from this marriage? Because um, I want to raise the kids in you. And I had a whole list of things. And I heard the Lord say, no, Didi, I want you to stay. And I was, I, I was just in turmoil over it. How is this going to happen? How is this ever going to happen? But I got in the car and I remember I was just yelling. I screamed with the Lord, you better be real because I'm giving up my family. I'm giving up my kids. I'm giving up my own life here to stay in this marriage. And you better give me a love for him because I don't, I don't feel any love anymore for Grant. And it was that night or the next night, I don't know. Um, but I was awakened in the middle of the night, just wide awake. And I got this download of an amazing love. It's just 
overpowering in every way. And I knew it was the Heavenly Father's love because I could feel in that love how proud the Father was of Grant. I mean, these were not my feelings. I was not proud of Grant. <laughs> I just wanted to get out of the situation. But the Lord was showing me that the Lord sees the whole picture. We just see our own world, our own bias, our own lens. But he knew what Grant had been given. He knew what Grant had done with what he had been given. And he was proud of my husband. I'm just telling you, this changed everything in my life. And I, uh, I came to uh, understand that in order for me to taste of how the Father really felt about my husband, I had to give up my own desires, what I wanted. Not my will, but thine will, Lord, be done. And so um, if any of you are, are listening, you may not even know the Heavenly Father, but I just want to encourage you that um, he knows you, and if you're being stirred, that is the Father. And just as he said, if you believe in the Heavenly Father and the one whom he sent, his son Jesus Christ, you will move into everlasting life and pass from death. And so if he's stirring you right now, that's him. And all you need to do is embrace him in your heart and say, I do believe. So I want us just to end with prayer. I, I, I want us to, in this crazy environment that we're in right now, a God is stirring many different things. And if you find yourself in a tug-of-war with him over something, um, I just want to encourage you to let him have it and surrender it. That you could perceive how he sees. That you could judge righteously how the Heavenly Father judges. And so let's just pray. Father, you know what you're doing on every person hearing this message in their heart and in their lives. And I ask, Father, that uh, we would come with whatever is troubling, whatever we wish were this way, we think it's right this way, that we just lay that down before you. And we choose to take what you say, how you perceive and, Father, that you would pour out over us a most amazing love, the kind of love I felt that day for Grant, for one another, for you, that you would baptize us fresh with the love that is you. Move in us, Lord. Let us be the kind of people where others will look and say, where is that love coming from? an awe-inspiring love. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you guys.